Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking at Billy Bones A Paolo DiCaprio West Ham Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season nine. It is episode 47. And uh, you can already hear the dulcet tones of young Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm glad to be back. I'm talking to you too. And it's, uh, I'm in my loft. You're in your loft. Thank you, loft man. Uh, also back. Uh, no, it's not Canning Town, Len. It's Nigel Khan, or better known as Shabman. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Only a short one, because uh, the novelty's wearing off of that jingle. Yes. Uh, have you had a good week, both of you guys? Well, not bad, seems it's only Monday, but yeah. Yeah, this week. All right, good. for the, the last week, what I meant is since last Monday, since we last recorded. Back to work, Sean, properly back to yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yourself? some of us never left. Well, I'm I'm still carrying on. I'm able to go to work every day in an empty office. We're we're um not looking back to actually bringing staff into the office till probably July. Um, but yeah, work's busier than ever, you know, despite a pay cut. But hey, we're we're it's it's not a COVID podcast. <laughs> Worry about our woes. It is a football podcast, and football is returning. Yay! Um. First three fixtures have been announced, boys. So I want to start with that. Uh, we are returning on Saturday, the twentieth of June, against Wolverhampton Wanderers, with a kickoff of five thirty p.m. at the London Stadium behind closed doors. We have a second match against Spurs on the twenty-third of June uh, at eight fifteen at the Spurs Stadium, whatever it's called now, and then. Our next game is on the 1st of July at the London Stadium again against Chelsea at 8.15 kickoff, all live on Sky. Are you guys excited? Let's start with you, John. Yeah. 
Are you really or not really at all? Um, you couldn't give a toss. I, I could, of course, I could give a toss, but I don't. I don't find it ultraly sort of appealing. I, I think it's going to be so sort of not, not a great watch, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it had to come back at some stage, and they had, they found a way. And let's. Well, it didn't have to come back. Well, um, they they were desperate for it to come they back. They were desperate, yeah. yeah. So they found a way, and uh, let's give Liverpool the title, and let's see if we can stay up. Let me ask. Let me ask you a, a very frank question. Mm. Will you be watching every single game for the full ninety minutes? That that's going to gauge how excited you are from me. I will. I will definitely watch every West Ham game. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Well, I've heard some people say, nah, can't, uh, it's it's not for me. And, you know, with uh, football's nothing without supporters. And I'm thinking, well, this is for our survival. Uh, Nigel, moving over to you. Are you excited about the announcement, the first three fixtures on Sky? Oh, I think excited? No, I can't say. Oh, I can't wait. Um, but, Ooh. you know, yeah. When it comes... You've gone all German on us, though, haven't you? You're all Bundesliga expert, although your Super 6 wouldn't say you're an expert. Well, you know, obviously <laughs> your system's working. Your 1-0 away wins and all that crap that you do. Um, but it's not... No, I'm looking forward to watching West Ham play football in the Premier League, getting back and getting finished. Yes, I, I will be pleased. I'm not one to get excited, though. That's good as I am. I'm not buzzing because 50 year old people shouldn't buzz, to be fair. All right. Yeah. True. True. Will you be watching? Will you be watching all three games in your shed? I, I'll be I'll be watching probably a majority of the games. Where will you? Not just West Ham. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a lot of games to watch. Well, I'll, I'll squeeze them in in between. I will obviously keep up with the Bundesliga as well, since I'm now like emotionally yeah. involved in it as such. So I, I don't know if, if you know, but obviously they are concerned now. They've announced the first three that West Ham fans are going to congregate, or Spurs fans are going to congregate, or Chelsea fans are going to congregate. So today they put up a twelve foot fence have you have you seen the pictures of that no so they put a 12 foot fence actually on the island to stop people trying to get on the island and be fair the stadium's bigger than 12 foot i, I, I think they need to go all the way around it 12 foot high nigel oh 12 foot high all right um some uh, you've seen some of um what they're gonna have so you're like this uh they will have of uh, they're gonna have red zones Amber zones and green zones are very, very limited who's going to be there. Uh, no ball boys, by the way. You've got to collect your own balls or the ground staff have got to get them. Uh, limited media, only two media people from the club. And I think only the broadcasters allowed media. I think other media are going to be shut out. Uh, if you know any staff members who are open to go, Nigel, I don't think that's going to happen. Very limited on staff, even with directors. I'm not even sure how many will be allowed from the director's box. Um, but they are, and this is a bit your like, they are going to screen off uh, the whole of the lower tier with fan walls and club insignia saying West Ham and London. You'll be happy with that, wouldn't you? Sorry, say that again? They're going to they're gonna cover over all the lower seats with 
special covers at every Premier League ground and have fan walls, which I, I assume means pictures of fans and club <laughs> insignia. F- I, uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm just reading from Karen Brady's son column on Saturday, oh, where she gave a rundown of what happened at the Premier League meeting last week. Well, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting so to important. see that, but I, I can't say that. Apparently, it will help with acoustics. Why do you need to worry about acoustics when there's no... Well, because I guess it's going to be echoey. Well, it was going to be echoing anyway, isn't it? Well, I don't um, understand. What's the idea of this... This fence. What? What are they? What are they trying to do? The there? fact that the, the fence is supposed to stop people trying to get close to the stadium uh, and keep supporters out because it's obviously in a public park. Well, that's all right. You're allowed to. You, you say what's been going on lately. You can gather as much as you like with as many people as you want, can't you? So if you're on right. a protest, I guess yes. Uh, yeah. Well, if there's a, if there's well, a large group, us, of, then, isn't it? Yeah. If there's a if there's a large group of. Uh, like football fans, they're not going to go charging into them with horses and things, are they? No, Surely. probably not. But, but this is a serious question, John. I know you're being a bit flippant. Do you really see that football fans can be asked to turn up outside a ground when it's on the box? They're not going to see anything. Why, why would they meet? I don't know. It's I not the know, 1980s, maybe. is it? I mean, I'm sure you can't say that they're not concerned about when Liverpool win the the game that might gives them the title they're not concerned about that i'm sure they are but they've set a president now haven't they with with gatherings in this period they can't start breaking up gatherings and batting charging people and things so everyone it, it, it is difficult if if they haven't done anything yeah with the, well what's, what's been going, going on, on lately London, yeah right. they can't now if you have big groups of football fans gathering outside football stadiums they, they're going to they're going to have to take the same sort of attitude towards that they don't want to cause any trouble they don't don't want to have like fights with the police so they're going to have to sit back and let them do it yeah. aren't they okay. but i'm sure they are concerned that there will be you know you, you've got to be you can't not expect liverpool fans not to gather when they're going to win the title All right, but the bring League it home west ham fans there. chelsea fans and spurs fans gathering out the london stadium do you see that happening um, a, a small percentage <laughs> of people somewhere on. Saturday. I'm not sure it'll be the London Stadium. Yeah, well, that's. I don't think we should be talking about that on uh, on this podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's not a political podcast, Nigel. Um, and I think we'll leave the politics well and truly out of this. Uh... I'm talking about gathering. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. He's talking about that maybe after the marches by a certain group of a political persuasion there might be a counter march this saturday in london to protect certain statues john that's what oh, he's talking about oh yeah see i've i've not been keeping up with everything really so yeah i didn't know that better off yeah. out of it mate to be yeah, the world yeah. If you know, I, i'm sure you know where we're coming from um so well, let's I've, talk actually, to... I've, I've actually started a new twitter account didn't i'll tell you cool. this before no i've started a new twitter account i follow um that Tim from the Charlatans lead singer does his listening parties, his music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I follow him, and that's it. And then every time <laughs> I go on the, I go on do his listening parties, and I follow the artists that are doing it. Yeah, and that's it. I don't go on my old Twitter anymore because I'm so sick of seeing. Before all this, I was sick of seeing how bad the PPE was and all this, and now yeah. I've, I've 
whatever's going on now would be all over it anyway. So I don't. Yeah. I've, I've got away. It from is a it. cesspool. It's it's pretty toxic. I got away from it, mate. Yeah. Cut it out of my life. Uh, let's go back to the games because it is a football podcast. Um, the players will be wearing little patches with NHS hearts to show how much they're supporting the NHS with all the money they've given to the NHS in the NHS Together charities. Um, the broadcasters are going to have watch parties. They, both Sky and BT are going to have watch parties to allow you to watch with other people. And they're going to have an option to pump in artificial chat, uh, um, crowd noise of your choosing. Apparently, they're going to ask each group of fans to vote for which chance that you can have. Will you be taking advantage? Let's start with you again, John. Will you be taking advantage of the watch parties and the artificial chance? What's or you watch it just? I won't take advantage of the artificial chance, no. But what is the watch party going to consist of, Sean? The what? The watch party is BT are going to have an app that allows you pretty much like Zoom or or Facebook to watch with other people. All oh, right. Okay. A group of friends. Yeah. But then you could set up something and stand in the garden with six people, couldn't you, and watch it? You you could. You could. Apparently, they're doing this to stop people, to, more than six people, congregating in a in a garden or a or an area. Right. But, of course, they're not. They're, they're doing it because they want to try and get fans engaging with us. Right. So that's no, a no with you. No, no. It's no on both items. Um, Nigel. Well... Having watched Dortmund at the weekend, and I don't, I don't know if it was on the TV or if it was in the stadium, but the, the, they, for the first time that I'd, I'd seen, they piped crowd music, uh, crowd noises uh, during the game constantly. So you, in Germany, generally there's a drum beat going where the ultras are. Uh, banging on their drums and waving the flags about, and and it does work in Germany. I know a lot of people sneer it over here, but I, it it does work over at Germany, and it happens in a lot of games. So they had that noise going, but when there was like a contentious decision, they would like have fans whistling. <laughs> it was quite funny. So I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Will we be switching on then? Well, I be... thought it made actually as a TV spectacle. I thought it was better than the weeks where I watched it with no noise. If you get me drift. Okay. So actually, right. it was better so you might. to watch. So okay. I probably right. would. I, I mean, as for watch parties, I'm hoping that our friends at Irons United do their one and that still gets all these six listeners um, involved. And perhaps we can get our eight listeners. We could, one. yeah. And, and yeah, we could do one for eight. Do a joint Amers, you know, Iron United. We might have a crossover of listeners, though. So there might wow, be yeah. Ten of so them. we could get probably 12 or more. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. have a word with Still. And, uh, and he, okay. can, he, can, he can sort out the falafafafal or whatever they eat over in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go back to. Gearing up for the football in 12 days' time. Um, the Ogbonna and Creswell still carrying small injuries, I understand. Uh, both of them can't train every day, but they're hoping they get there or thereabouts. I think Ogbonna is a, a slight more of a doubt. Um, but apart from that, the whole team's fit. Uh, Yarmolenko's back. Uh, Wilshire's back. Ben Johnson's back. Um, they're all back. Um we might be having some extra players back as well. So 
obviously League Two's ended, so um, Roberto's coming back. You'll be glad to hear because his loan ends on the 30th of June, and they're not too keen on extending it. Um, uh, Nathan Holland is already back. Uh, Seed Havbanovic is coming back from Sweden. His loan finishes on the 30th. Dan Kemp, Connor Coventry, Nathan Trott, and Abula Elise, I think his name is, all coming back from League One and League Two because it looks like tomorrow, Tuesday, League One will be abandoned. They're having a vote tomorrow. That's good. Um, I'll tell you what, look out for that. Yeah. Why? Well, bit contentious from what I saw at the weekend, how they're going to work out the playoffs. Because it's quite possible they're going to elevate, I think it's Wickham who have fallen out the playoff places. But when they do this average thing, it or may PPG, eliminate yeah. Sunderland, who are currently in the playoff places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- th- yes, th- let's let's see what happens because I'm pretty sure that if Sunderland are eliminated from the playoffs, uh, that th- they they probably well if they've got the money to go legal, then I would it wouldn't surprise me. Because the way they looked like League One was trying to organise it didn't look too clever. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Um, we have been training at the London Stadium. You may have seen. Uh, apparently, um, and keep this between yourselves, we got in trouble with the Premier League because uh, we were the first club to start training the Premier, uh, in the Premier League without permission. Apparently, you need everything. Uh, permission from the Premier League for everything. So, at the moment, so you need we're not allowed to... From the Premier League to train in your own ground. Yeah. Go you have to, We still haven't got permission yet, by the way, to play the bubble theme tune, to have bubble machines, or to play or, or to use the bubble machine when there's goal. Everything must be run behind the Premier League at the moment. And we got in trouble for being the first club to train full kit at the uh, at the Daily Mail published the pictures and we got a rap on the knuckle saying yeah, we hadn't agreed to that. Oh. It's a bit control freak at the moment. But uh, last Saturday, I don't know if you saw the pictures, uh, West Ham played West Ham uh, in inter-squad. Uh, one one team of 11. Sorry? And they still didn't win, did we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'll tell you a funny story, right? So they published some pictures, right? So in the white team, you, you had Noble and and the Clarence team, I think you had um, uh, uh, Anderson and a few others. So we asked, we asked West Ham, we said, um, could you tell us the result? And they went, no, no, no we, we're not releasing that. Other clubs have released, you know, little clips or videos, told you who the goal scorer, what's the score is. West Ham, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's all behind closed doors and very private. I don't know what they've got to hide. So interestingly, moving on from this, on Wednesday, we're playing QPR at the London Stadium, right? In a in a in a friendly, and then next Saturday we're playing Crystal Palace at the London Stadium, again in a friendly. So I asked the club, and I said, uh, you know, tell me anything about it. Oh no, no, really, we really don't want to talk about it. It's very low key, but I don't understand why. What what's the secret? Other clubs, uh. Well, I mean, some clubs are even broadcasting their friendlies. West Ham seem to be taking a very... It's almost like they've got something to hide. Is there a secret they're not telling us? Nigel? Uh, 
perhaps you know Dave's come up with some you know weird way or, or, of changing our fortunes around, and we might actually win a, another game rather than I think the two that we've won under him already. Well, one thing he wasn't keen on, and I'm going to come to John, he wasn't keen on, a new vote went last week to agree, brought forward by Chelsea and Frank Lampard, Jr. Uh, they wanted five subs per game. Uh, only can made him three substitutions, so you can't have five different substitutions. But two of them must be a double. And nine, play, nine substitutes on the bench. Um, David Moyes was publicly against this, said you can't change competition rules to a competition halfway through. Uh, John, do you, do you agree with what David Moyes says, or do you think it's a good idea to have five subs? I agree with David Moyes. You can't change the rules. You can't change a rule of a competition halfway through it. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, playing devil's advocate, I assume they're worried about people getting COVID or or being ill or, or being injured because we've rushed back a pre-season. Well, I, I would imagine they're just trying to keep the squad or the, the the ability to change the squad about during the game because they've got to have a large amount of games in a short period of time. Yeah. I would have thought so. Yeah. But, you know, again, they've all agreed to... I mean, what, what was the outcome of it? What do you mean? It was, it was agreed. It was a... It was voted through. Oh, it was voted through. Okay. Yeah, six, 16 clubs to four. One, West Ham being one of the four who disagreed with it, apparently. Right. Yeah, it was voted through last Thursday. So Perhaps that says more sides, about but... our squad then and now what we feel about our squad. <laughs> well, you could say that. Don't worry, you've got Wilshire on the bench. With nine subs, he's got to make the bench, hasn't he? Well, if Wilshire's fit and up and running, he should be in the team, shouldn't he? Well, I hope, would hope so. One person, uh, oh Nigel, have you got have you got a view on the subs and the nine on the bench or not? Not from the shed, I haven't. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Thomas Suchek. Uh, he has agreed an extra deal. So I don't know if you know, but the way it works, his deal was due to end on the thirtieth of June. Uh, he has agreed to an extension to the end of the season, which is the 26th of July. Uh, so he will be playing to the end of the season. Another player has not. And that person is Ngakia. So Jeremy Ngakia has not agreed to sign a short-term extension for um, a matter of four weeks. Um and it's not looking very good. It's a shame, isn't it? Have you got a view, John, about the whole Ngakia situation? Not more, no more than what's ever been said before. You know, he, he's a promising talent. He came in because that Johnson kid was injured. So, you know, he, he got an opportunity, showed he, he's got something about him. But you've said it and told us all that there's been stuff going on in the background that they've not been happy with. So, yeah. So I mean, look, I, I, I can't really say what I want to say because I think that there's more to this story than meets the eye. But libel laws and all that lot. Calls a riot. Yeah. I, I a riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigel, Ngakia, where do you stand with Ngakia? 
Uh, is he wrong not to even do uh, show us loyalty to do? Uh, and I've had this confirmed by the senior source. It was run by the Guardian earlier this week or or, or over the weekend. And I checked it and they said, yeah, that story is true. You know, he's refusing to sign for an extra four weeks to take us to the end of the season. Yeah, I, I think that's poor showing. But I think it shows that he's already got something lined up. So at no point does he want to jeopardise wherever he's going. Well, we shall see. So we shall the see. The Your words, Nigel, not mine. Palace. The rumours that I've seen are Crystal Palace. Um, I, I, I get, I, I get you want to, you know, it's a hot topic for you because you took dogs abuse. Yep. Uh, for this. Um, yeah. Did you? He has yep. done, yeah. Because oh, he, he put what? out what the offer was. I, I didn't personally, by the way. All right. Well, the the website he's associate editor of released the details of the contract that was offered to him, and the problem is. Obviously, a section of the fan base, and many of whom probably don't like the owners, don't like you know his website uh, and everything else, use that as a stick to beat him with, and unfortunately, they walked straight into that. And so you let's see what you, happens to him. You published the details of the deal that he was offered, did you? So you got well, you got I, given I that information. Didn't. I didn't personally didn't, but uh, we look, we weren't the only people to be given details, right? But, see, so. that get, but that is wrong. You shouldn't be having that information, should you? Not while but, it's not that's what people argue. That's what people argue. But do you know what? I, I, I look. I'm not going to defend this too much, but agents do their own bidding in in the press and and have done as well. You know, it's a two way street. Yeah, I know. But the football club's supposed to be a professional outlook, aren't they? Professional body. It's not a professional thing to. But I don't. In the what I said contract. was, and I said on the podcast last week and the week before, that doesn't necessarily mean the information came from the club. And I'll leave it there. Right. Yeah, okay. we did. We did have this out. To be fair, John, where yeah. I pointed out to him that he couldn't so, quote the story without the figures. Let's talk about a lot of transfer rumours, and the one that surprised me today is in the Sun, in the Express, in the. Daily Mirror, in the Mail, in the Metro, all front story, Bashoi Michi is is West Ham lead the race to um, sign the the Chelsea misfit. Um, bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Now, when this first broke a few days ago, I wrote, that ship has sailed. You know, Ross Barkley um, and Bashoi saying, you know, it ain't going to happen. Um, but but the media has persisted again today and said West Ham are in prime position. So I thought, OK, all right, I just know this is not true. So I talked to a senior source this morning and told absolutely no chance. It's a stupid rumour. It's daft. And the main reason is we have no money. We have no transfer budget. We have no money to spend on any transfers. And even if we did, we don't know what division in, and therefore we're not going to make any moves or any bids or discuss any terms until we know what division we're in. So you see any any stories involving money, even if tweeted by a certain uh, uh, Twitter account, 
Yeah, yeah, but only from my automated. And I, maybe, I, I maybe will look, look at that. that. Yeah, maybe yeah, I am. I have agreed to look at it. I just haven't had time. And, and it's a fair point. that AI sure, um, as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the only one I would give a little bit of credence with is, is Danny Loder from Reading, who's a striker, 19-year-old striker, who's available on a free transfer. Now, you know, a... Tra- a, a, a a free transfer from Reading, maybe. That's the kind of player. Look for players under 25 that haven't proved themselves at the Premier League. Don't be looking at the funny all thing these about that and... UI, who, who sounds like he, he could be a soup from China that caused illness. Yeah. Uh, gone down with the bat shoe eyes. <laughs> Watch out for him. You're like to go into lockdown. Um, his goal scoring record ain't that bad, to be fair. Wait, to him. it's not good. 25 and 77. Hold up, right. Let's look at it, yeah. 39 in 97 at Liège. 26 in 62 at Marseille. This is where it falls apart. 8 in 48. This is all league appearances, not cups, at Chelsea. He then went on loan to Dortmund, though, and got 7 in 10. And he got five. But it's a Chelsea one. It's a Chelsea one. His most recent spell was at Crystal Palace, yeah. He got 5 in 11. Fucking Haller would love stats like that, mate. I'll tell you that now. Now, the problem with he's got a release clause. Is, as well as he sounds like he's an iffy disease, is that uh, his, weight, his um, wages and probably his transfer fee will be, you know, if he was available for his, 15 million, I think he'd be worth a punt. His, his, well, I'm going to talk about this in a minute because I spoke to Kieran Maguire from Price of Football here. His wages are two hundred grand a week. His release fee is forty million. It ain't going to happen. Not at that. Um, they want him off the wage bill, and you know, and he can't get a wage elsewhere. Yeah. Stranger so, things have happened at sea. He's so turned, he's turned us down in the past, though, didn't he? He's turned us down three times. I spoke to <laughs> the club, and yeah, he's turned us down three times. That ship has sailed. I promise you. I don't know if it's a, an agent putting this out, but it ain't. He ain't coming to West Ham. And, and and part part of that is we got no money, and I'm, I'm sure Nigel gave me a bit of grief for writing a story about West Ham hasn't got a, a magic um, money tree. Um, but we are on our knees, you know. We're, we're due to lose maybe 80 million this year. I know other clubs are in the same position, but we've got a wage bill of 10 million before deferments. You know, it still has to be paid. Remember, 10 million a month. We're paying nearly five million a month on top of that in in installments for players we've bought in the past. Um, so you, you, you're talking, and then you add on other outgoings. It's about, and and I published this last. It's about seventeen million, eighteen million pound a month from outgoings with not very much incoming at the moment. Usually by now, uh, it's another eight million, by the way, in refunds for season ticket holders and ticket holders. Um, potential. Be, potential. And it uh, and we're missing out on twenty three and a half million in season ticket sales that would have come in in cash flow at the moment, and no guarantee, by the way, that we won't play behind closed doors when the season kicks off at the end of August or beginning of September. And even then, if it does, it might be severely restricted capacity. So th- look, this club is completely on its knees. Let's make no mistake about this. And suggesting that we're going to have any kind of transfer kitty. Is is complete folly. Well, we need to concentrate on on keeping the best of our youth players, then, don't we? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
what? Well, do you know what? Let's, let's see what happens there. Let's see what happens there. You know, the same with this oh. this Baker Bosley, you know, who apparently wants off, same agent as um, Reese Oxford. You know, I don't think if, if an agent turns a player's head, I don't think there's a lot you can be done. Kieran Maguire, by the way, going back to him, uh, great podcast, by the way. If you're looking for football finances, price of football podcast every Monday and Thursday. I always listen to it. If finance you think, give it a listen. Um, I spoke to him this morning to ask him what would happen to the transfer market because you know we've been looking at people like Matty Cash, etc. He reckons for the top end, so Timo, is it Werner? Werner. Werner. He's, he's going for 53 million. He says at the top end, you know, Chelsea, Man United, PSG, that that elite at the top will will not be impacted. He said, but under that, including probably all West Ham players and all West Ham players they would buy, he's looking at a 30 to 50% reduction. And what he says is, you know, this will be across the sort of that second tier. Um, we've got no money, which means we've got a sale to buy. Well, where who would you sell? You know, we've we've talked about Anderson, Yamalenko, Masuaku, Fredericks, Ayeti, Hugill. What what are you going to in the in the market if it's going down fifty percent? What are you going to get for these players? And what are you going to do with the money if you get it? Yeah, but then everybody's gone down fifty percent, so it's all relative it, in a way. It, it it is all relative, but who's going to be selling their good players? Well, luckily, our scouting network. <laughs> oh. Oh. good joke yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's, it, it, it's so, it seems a like a long long time ago we all realised how shit our football club was yeah. didn't we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and it's like uh, yeah it's all I, kind of I, I um look I, I uh, recently talked to um, certain senior individuals and said what would happen if we were relegated and I was told that the the owners may struggle to fund um, in the championship because the last time we went down it was fifty million pound and as you know uh, or fifty five they invested no, and we're still paying for no, that. No, all right, go on then. Fifty million shareholder loans. Uh, Thirty two million pound was the amount of money they put into the club, and it covered the thirty million pound loss of of TV revenue money. Yeah, but following that, Nigel, uh, between 2011 and 2014, well, hold up, we've only done for one season. So when they yeah. injected more money when once we was in the Premier League, that was up to them. But relegation, they do relegation. All right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. You've got a fair point there. Thank you. Um, Why well don't Nigel stop the spin? It's like dealing yeah. with politicians. Well, it's not spin, it's, it. I but they uh, they invested yeah. 55 million. They've taken about 16 million out in interest. I won't deny that. And that's forty-five million is still outstanding. Well, if we haven't paid that, they reckon if if we went down, it could cost a hundred million to get us out again. Um, well, be good. Sullivan, they, they can go bankrupt then. Well, Sullivan, Sullivan, although he's a billionaire, you've got to look that most of his is in commercial property. Well, that's taken a nosedive. His, his renters are going bust by the day because it's well, all the commercial. He's got a few supermarkets, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of his wealth actually comes from the valuation of 600 million of West Ham it's alone. So 300 million of his billionaire comes from West Ham. So that takes him under a billion. Um, David Gold, um, obviously, and Summers not doing too well in the current crisis. I thought well. they were picking right up. If well, I think, I think they're doing that at selling home. Selling stuff and buying Yeah, stuff. but not, not enough to make massive profits profits if you look at the business anyway it's not been doing great look i'm not i'm not pleading poverty for them but the Sounds chances like the chances of them putting their hands in their pockets further and putting another 100 million in i i i've just been watching sunderland till i die second series and i just shudder to think that could be us have you watched that john I watched the first series. I haven't seen the second series. Second one is is is, is an eye opener because <sighs> the, the people that came in um, basically did not have the money. What I think they did was they they took a punt on Sunderland, thinking if we can get them out of League One in the first season, we'll be made here um, because he was an Oxford United supporter, and I think he only had like money-wise, like 10, 20 million pounds. That's it. Now, to run a club like Sunderland that was still carrying some Premier League debts, it's now the chickens have come home to roost. They didn't get promoted. Yeah. They lost against Cholton. And uh, it's sort of beginning to unravel. Hence why, yeah. if they don't get put into the playoffs this season, though they're sitting in the playoff position, that the, the, there may be a bit of... Wow. Um, argument go on they've started to have a bit of a backlash as well because um they've started to i mean they weren't going to give the refund on season tickets and stuff like that and then they had to sort of yeah i mean they are in in and they're, they're they're at war see there, there's a there's a thing there's there's an argument to be had or not an argument there's a discussion to be had about uh fans and football clubs and how we can fund it because what seems to happen now is that as a football, in the past, you take the supporters club. The supporters club in the in the past used to have raffles and raise money for the club to buy players. Yeah, I remember. So I think those days are gone. No, though. no, no. I know, but what's happened is it's now turned where where supporters actually now think that the owners should risk their life's money in pursuit of a football club. And if th that owner is not willing to risk his life's money, it's, you know, get off the pot and let someone else have a go. Yeah, but there's not, there's also, there's an alternative to that, isn't there? I mean, they, they come in, these owners can come in, they can set up everything correctly and run it, run it as a business and make the right decisions and self-finance, couldn't they? It's only when you've well, got that, like, that's the idiots it, that we've got. Yeah. <laughs> Make the decisions, the bad decisions, cost money. Every player they bought has been worth less when they leave. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time they change a manager, we get relegated. Or you know, it's just everything about them is they can't run a football club properly. I, I, after all this time, and that's the thing. You know, I've long argued that the owners should not have to have to put their life savings into a football club to try and keep it going. That it should, every football club should live off the money that it generates. The problem. Yeah. Well, well, have you West seen what's Bank. happening at Spurs, though? Well, they've got some money problems now, haven't they? Well, they've borrowed £175 million from the Bank of England, which is a government-subsidised loan. So, first of all, they tried to furlough 500 staff, backlash, 
act and reverse it. They've now gone and got a 175 million subsidised loan from the Bank of England, low interest at 0.5. Um, and they, they already have 700 and 675 million pound loans on a 30 year deal, interest only. So they don't know how they're going to pay the stadium up. Um, these loans, by the way, are supposed to be only for companies um, that show, what's the word? A material contribution to the UK economy. I, I would, don't know why, but I would someone said West guess, Ham would... as a member of the Premier League, yeah, and, and yeah. with the foreign uh, fan base coming over with the TV rights abroad and everything else, that perhaps you could show that, yes, that football is a big part of the economy. But apparently, according to a finance book, West Ham can, uh, would not be eligible for this loan. I don't know. I don't know why. If you're an accountant and you know about these Bank of uh, England loans, why are West Ham not eligible? Why? Why did Spurs be allowed? It's called the Corporate Financing Facility, the COVID Bank of England COVID co- Corporate Financing. But if facility. it was available, Sean, they'd gone for it, wouldn't they? If they were, yeah, they would have done it. They would have gone for it. They, you know, they. It does seem strange when you think that our owners are, at the end of the day, British taxpayers, and Spurs owners owner not. Mr. Lewis yeah. is not. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the thing Agreed. That, that the Bank of England can then turn around and choose one football club over another. Then mm. there seems to be a slight anomaly, but I don't know much about the story. I guess you yeah. wrote about it today. Of course it did, yeah. Yeah, slow news day. Anyway, the last story I want to talk about before we go to question time is Ken's calf. Um, oh, bless. Bless. I I, I uh, started looking at the story and I was contacted on Facebook and messaged by uh, Ken's grandson um, called, what's his name? Uh, Billy. And, and Billy had written on facebook and i'd written something on Clarence hugh and, and billy contacted me and said please get the word out so um for those you don't know uh, ken's cafe in in green street uh, has been run by ken and carol lucas uh for 53 years now um customers included um bobby moore jeff hurst apparently um quite a few other players apparently in recent times Carlton Cole used to sneak down for a bacon sandwich as well um and it it's decided um it's closing its doors uh, they're retiring he lives above the shop so uh, they're selling up uh, at the end of June and what they've asked for is West Ham fans in to send in their photos or memories or stories and and the family going to collate it into a a nice little um scrapbook to to remember by which is which is very nice um and i'm just going to give the email address it's kenscaf 1967 at gmail.com so that's that's a family of kenscaf kenscaf 1967 at gmail.com um i i went in kenscaf once or twice maybe do you did as well john but it wasn't one of our regular haunts I'm guessing it was one of your regular haunts, being being a local lad, Nigel. Uh, no, 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 no. I was uh, Green Street Calf or Chris's Calf, as we called it. Um, 
which I don't know if you remember, was sort of opposite Castle Street. And it used to have all the West football pennants up. And then, obviously, Casataris as well. Yeah. But I didn't used to eat round the ground, obviously, on a match day, because all you lot turned up and formed queues. Yeah. So I, I was lucky true. enough to be out the week there. No, I ain't going to think. I, I weren't a lover of Kins Calf. I must admit. Weren't you? No. All right. I know you did used to eat there. Um, Ian Dole used to go in there. Ian. And I've just reminded, I, he asked me to put the article up on uh, West Ham Till I Die, and I'm going to do it now because I've forgotten all day. So I know he was a big keen. Um, see how the natives get on with me uh, posting on West Ham Till I Die. Oh, I'll have to go um, on there. I've not been on there a while. Have, have you not posted lately? Uh, uh, no, I've not done. Uh, it's, to be fair, it, it, it's it's been some good stuff on there. There's been a lot of shit on there. And a bit of me thinks, I don't know if I could really be bothered until football's back realistically. Alright, okay. And the people will seem a bit... There's some real decent people on there that I'm really good friends with. It's probably I've probably made more friends off of that site than anywhere else. But then you read people on there and you think friggin' hell, there are some cranks out there in the world as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Naming no names, though. No. Oh, I'll see if I can upset them. Anyway, that, that's it. I've, I've cut it short. I could have talked some more, but I won't. Oh, well, uh, so no, <laughs> Doug, we've only done 44 minutes of clarity. I know, you out. I know. You've short I know, times I know, 15 I know, minutes. I know. What's going on? Sorry, sorry. Well, John said he's switching off after 70 minutes, so I'm conscious of that. I, I can it's... walk away. I can leave you to it. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it's I, all find right. It struggle, I find it struggle to listen to podcasts for more than an hour, let alone be part do, of do, one. Well, John, some people... Uh, listen, yeah, cause I was just going to say, John, some of our best reviews have been of the longer podcasts. Yeah, we did a two and a half hour and they went, it was an hour too short, one person said. And... Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's one person. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, we've only got eight, though, John, so but, that's quite... Quite a big percentage of I our. Think we've, uh, we've done this before this conversation, and George can show you the figures. And it's not true, you. by the way. Yeah, that's I'm, not true. And let, right, we went on. I went on to Apple, and I haven't shared this yet. And we looked at Apple, and how many people Apple's got on their podcast of how long people listen to, and most people listen to the end. Uh, it some tail off around the sort of ninety-five percent mark, but falling asleep, whatever. It's not true. A lot the Apple stats completely contradict what um, we saw on Acast, by the way. But anyway, right. okay. it's not a statistics podcast. It is a West Ham podcast, and we it means it's time for this. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Why you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the three presenters, questions of fact or fiction, which Nigel may or may not answer. Nigel. So, earlier tonight, I said, recording tonight, I put in brackets 8pm, just to give people an idea. Uh, So, we are now taking questions, because it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Uh, you have about the coming season transfers board. Uh, I put as usual all questions answered. It's getting an answer. That's a tricky bit, um, but thanks for your support, people. We do appreciate. Well, all eight of you, I did put. So first up is uh, Colonel Paul Sanders. 
which says, hi, chaps, the colonel here, which is nice of him to put that as well. Uh, enjoying the podcast while I'm my prescribed exercise, but I'm finding that they're getting longer and longer to the point that my step count's going up and up. See, we're helping <laughs> with the fitness of the country here, John. I know there you may laugh, yeah, but this man will now, you know, he can now have another chicken wing. Yeah, because he's got to walk that extra 50 steps to walk that chicken wing off, which is the podcast that keeps giving. He says, I guess that MTJAP might just be good for you. When the lockdown's over and we're able to go to the games, you should organise a pre-post-match knees up near the Thunderdome. If you do, you can count me in uh, and he can bring the bucket as well. Uh, stay safe. And the bonus bucket, though, Paul, please. None of that bones, mate. I don't want nothing less. Uh, stay safe, yo. And come on, you irons. Uh, no comment there. No question, to be fair, was it? Statement of fact. Statement of fact. Thanks for that, Paul. Uh, keep walking, son. Keep going, because we've probably got another half hour. Uh, John Mansfield uh, says, <laughs> uh, evening, gents. Uh, will you fellas have crowd noise on or off when watching the games on TV? I think it will be strange to have noise when you can see there's nobody there. Also, he says, I'd like to recommend Len's portraits to the other seven listeners. That's if he's number eight. He's had one done for his dad for Father's Day. I'm very happy with it, and I'm sure he will be too. Cheers, Len. So, obviously, because Len's not here tonight, because we only call him off the bench, and uh, no subs required. So, uh, we'll pass his message on for him, though, John. And yeah. we will say, obviously, check out Canning Town then. Father's Day well, coming up. Well, yeah, but tonight, because Canning Town then answered questions for George and John last week, this week, any questions for Canning Town then or George, John's going to answer. Oh, we'll pass that on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I will point out that if you've got family that support other clubs and you think it would be nice... That let, approach Len and ask him very nicely because he, he he did one for me, uh, rather that went down rather well to be fair. Uh, Paul Nolan, the chauffeur, be, be, he says thanks for that, Nigel. You're welcome, Paul. Uh, is it me or is anyone else finding it difficult to get motivated for the games behind closed doors? I think it's you, Paul. I also always find it difficult watching the Amazon TV. Must be the stress. Uh, I had my email read my season ticket balance and they can't work it out as the amount they gave me does not tally against the banding. Really, this is for you, Sean. Make notes, yeah? This is Mm -hmm. the question. He sits in the Billy Bonds block 241 and they've given me £260 back. Is this right, Sean? Well, I should say that because if you'd allowed me to talk about my spreadsheet last week, you would have known that. But you, you forbidden me or forbode me from discussing or talking about no, the spreadsheet. But, Sean, you'd bored us already for an hour and a half. I think you'd had enough. I didn't realise it was actually going to be something interesting. <laughs> yeah. I thought you might have thrown that in at the beginning. Not right, what, what break, is it? Oh, let me look at my spreadsheet. He says he sits in Billy Bond's Block 241 and they've given him two. Oh, I don't know what band that is. I need to know what band I reckon that that's a band three. How much and he's an adult, back? is he? Huh? How much do you get back? Who, me? Yeah, you. Well, mine got a bit cocked up, but um, <laughs> I, I I got... um. Uh, let me tell you. Let me just bring it up. Um, I got 
band free adult six five five hundred and seventy two pound thirty seven. It must be a band two. But I didn't actually get it back. That went to my that went to my um son's season ticket and my son's season ticket went to my daughter's and my daughter's got both both the kids. So but I talked to the club and they said, nah, nah, nah. Couldn't happen. User error. You must have done something wrong. You must have uh, renewed your season ticket under your son's name and your daughter must have reset it. I went, that didn't happen. I've spoke to 15 people and they've all got money refunded to like juniors. No, no, no. It's 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 user error. And this is a very senior person who told me this. I went, but it can't be. And she wouldn't back down. She just said no. Oh, right. No. Oh, well, but no, I haven't got any refund yet. It's in my, my son's account. You talk who's, like a peaky blinder. You're all right, dear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is all right. Oh. Yeah. How y'all doing now? So, um, so I don't know what band. If it was band... Is she a key worker? band two, it's £227.63. So, uh, I mean, some one? people had... Away tickets come back, which is 30 quid. Some people already have money in there. Yeah, we'll cover that uh, a bit later. Someone's account. flagged up a very interesting point about it. Oh, I know the answer to that one as well. I've oh. got an answer to that. Oh, I, uh, I read these things before. Oh, you look at you with your own work. Anyway, so you'll know what I'm going to say. He says, uh, his son, so this is the chauffeur, Paul Nolan. We're back in the room, people. Yeah. Um, his son, who is a junior, doesn't seem to have anything. Can this be right? Well, we've just found out, Paul, that he is right because they've cocked it right up. But that, then again, did we expect anything else? Uh, are they waiting to see what league we're in before announcing new prices on season tickets? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, they are. And also, they can't announce season ticket money until surely they know if they can let people in the ground, I would have thought as well. Uh, um, no, they will do that, but but on a pro rata basis that they will so give they will automatic refund money refunds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think we will be allowed in the stadium next season? You've got a lot I, of questions. I, I, I personally think it will be reduced, but I'm just around, about to write an article saying, and <laughs> you'll like this, John, there is no better stadium <laughs> to socially distance than West Ham. Our seats are further apart already from each other. We've got 66,000 seats already, so you can use those extra seats that we're not already using. Um, and, you know, the concourse is very airy, <laughs> almost like being outdoors. Oh, if and they got... gonna, uh, 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 as West Ham worked out what the socially distanced capacity of the stadium is, would it be like 30,000? Well, it depends on that, what they do from now on, doesn't it? With the, well, it depends. Uh, yeah, it depends on government guidelines. Look, none of this metre. Yeah, I think I think John's right. I, I think they they likely go to meter, so I would imagine that the London Stadium and the Premier League clubs have worked out what a two meter social distance and what a one meter social distance would would look Pretty like in the stadium. It's an easy work. way of doing it. Yeah, you just it say like odds and evens, isn't it? Yeah, but how do you choose who gets to? Come and who, who doesn't? Or do you, if you sit in an odd seat, you come one game, and if you sit in an your even son can seat, come without you, and you can go without your son. Yeah, yeah, great. Or you can go to one game, and then your son-in-law, who's got the odd seat on the his turn, I can say to him, "Tough fucking luck, Charlie. You can watch it on the telly. I'm off down to yeah. football." <laughs> well, it would be really Charlie. weird, wouldn't it? I mean, I, I look. Do do we think if the season's starting in? 
in August, do we think that we're going to allow 60,000? I can't I know see the season say... starting in August. I think it'd be September. Yeah, well, they've said the last week in August or the first week in September yeah. is, is the target. But well, you told right. me earlier, Sean, that it's over. So it's all over. It's all over. What's over? COVID. That's it. No over. deaths in London. Well, well, no deaths, you know. in, Lon- in London, there have been no deaths in London don't, hospital don't in the last 24 the, hours. I don't believe the uh, fear. You said don't, don't I don't, I don't believe in a second uh, wave, but it's, it's not COVID. It's not a medical podcast, but there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't think the Green Day concert's going ahead, by the way. No, I don't think it will. No. No. Well, never mind. Still on their website, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, because they still want compensation. Perhaps from... they're American idiots. <laughs> of course, you don't get that joke because you don't know on that green day. I know it's, <laughs> it's American Idiots, uh, another popular music band. Yes, that's yeah, 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 that's well, yeah I thought so. Uh, they, they were going to be playing after them. Yeah. Oh, were they? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Bit like Elbow, are they? Or not, not so heavy? No. Oh, no, no, Elbow, well heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. No what? idea. Oh, dear. No, you lost my I've got no idea who you're following as well, John, by the way. Right. Uh, who's, who's the guy? Who's following. Tim Burgess. You've got no idea. The lead singer of the Charlatans. Mr. Yeah, DJ. Not... Do you remember I've the Charlatans, John? Well, I, I know who they are, but I don't think I've really listened to any we, of their. We saw the Charlatans in Neb. Remember, we saw them at Nebworth with Oasis and that. Oh, were they on with Oasis? Yes, I do remember now. Yeah. When we wait. Uh, were they? Yeah, we waited seven yeah, hours in that car park to get out. Or something I silly, can't wasn't remember it? What day we went? I don't. On the Saturday, I went a Saturday, and I still remember it was the Bootleg Beatles first. Uh, then it was the Chemical Brothers, I believe. We we went on the Sunday fair, because pretty, yeah, because oh, well. we had we had the we Charlotte had to work the next day. Shaper. Yeah, we went we oh, went well. to work the next day, and that's why we went on the Sunday. And we got yeah. back like seven I o'clock in the morning. Done young work then, and, and and read the people crying about the car park from the Saturday. Yeah, yeah we, we went, went in a coach, coach though. So we didn't have a lot to do with it. Oh right, yeah. Well, I went by train. The trains were were, were just as mad to be fair. Anyway, it's um, not a musical podcast basically paul nolan says uh also for your reference last week he's pleat to work oh yeah he made a pleat to work paul's got a business consultancy so if you need any consulting on any businesses uh paul's your man he said um a business consultancy he's like to explain it he's involved in the planning implementation and education of businesses uh, they work directly with business owners uh, on developing a business plan, identifying market needs, and developing the necessary skills for business ownership. Well, that sounds right. You up took the street. piss last week. That's event. why he's telling I you because you took the piss. No, I don't know was, what a was business it. Len that took the piss. Uh, yeah. Finally, for this week, he says he's been clearing out his garage and found all his programs from circa 1975. Plus, he noticed how much they have changed from just a basic team sheet and a few ads to the current ones with all the player interviews, blah, 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 blah. Personally, he prefers the older ones. Sorry, prefers the older ones. What about you's lot? Well, as a program collector, Paul, 
I shall point out that obviously I do prefer the old ones. One, they slip in your pocket a bit easier. And two, a programme, all you need to do is read about what's going on at the club there and then, ticket news, and who's playing in the game, and who your opposition are. I don't need 40 pages of adverts. I think that's what I counted once. 40 pages of adverts. Yeah. I don't need that. Why am I paying £4 for 40 pages of adverts? And this is where football clubs are losing. They could charge us two quid for a little dinky programme and just do what it did back in the 70s and early 80s. Do people want programmes now, though? You know, when 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 John well, and I, I used to go in the 80s, you would read your programme on your way home, yeah? Yeah, but because but you... they're like books now, people don't want to know. It's just too much in there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. John, did you ever used to... I've got a few programs from the 80s that we used to buy that all folded up and things. We did used to buy programs... Yeah, I've got a few of them. With a ha- yeah. You know, like the hammer on the top. And... Yeah, hammer, yeah. yeah. I've got a few of them knocking about, yeah. mate, yeah. Cool. Go on then, Nigel. All right. Next up. Oh, he said that he also found his shell suit, which he'll try and wear next time he drives Mary into a game. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. What, what make was the shell suit? Hey, mate, I used to have a West Ham one. I was well snazzy. Oh, West Ham no, shell suit. That was... Uh, uh, Jazzy Jazz, sorry, people text me. Jazzy Jazz is up next. He says, do you think we'll go down? We answered this last week, and John, I said no. I think I think it really depends how we start. And when you read out the old fixtures just then, <laughs> you've yeah. got Wolves, Tottenham, Chelsea. But I think I after think them games, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I think we, we will struggle. I think we could well and truly go down, yeah. But, you know, I hope we don't but I think there's a good chance we will. Yeah. All right, thanks for that, 
to remind me, yes, the bootleg Beatles, Chemical Brothers, Ocean Cal Manic Street Preachers, I don't think played on the Saturday. I don't remember seeing them. Uh, Prodigy blew me away. And then Oasis were pretty decent. Yeah, uh, that was, and there's our lineup now. I just sent you. Cooler Shaker, Dread Zone, yeah. Cast. I think it was a better day, to be fair. Yeah, he had the Prodigy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cooler Shaker. Yeah. Yeah. Charlatans. We, I think, I'm pretty, I think we had Manic Street Preachers. I can't remember. Yeah, we time. did. I'm pretty, I remember them. Yeah. I'd, I've seen the Manic Street Preachers, but a very, very good band, to be fair, live. Uh, but uh, to be fair, when I went to see him, I went to see Catatonia because I, I I used to have a thing for Kerris Matthews. Uh, Jazzy Jazz, do you think we'll go down? We've done that. Uh, he thinks we'll go down because due to losing home advantage without fans versus Villa and, Villa and Watford. His fixtures are Chelsea, Wolves, Spurs, Man United. He thought we were getting into a rhythm and was a good time to play Villa. Wolves and Spurs, all that's changed. And he doesn't think in Gakia's saga has helped. And if you check out Jazzy's Curry-ass West Ham video on American fan TV, he does a thing where he... I don't know what he does, actually. I'll have to watch it. But anyway, it's on there, people. Uh, Blinda Kakakatis, the goddess of the show. Evening, peeps, she says. What's the latest on Ngakia? Uh, she's curious about how this will play out. Well, he's fucking off, Bill, to be fair. He don't want to put it, basically. And uh, he's gone bollocks to you lot. And he was last seen running around Parliament Square, apparently. But anyway, glad Suchek extension has oh. been sorted out. Uh, I, that was a joke, people, by the way. I think... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought, you know, and you think it's one More of them things... More than just a podcast. We'll like edit that out. Yeah. Away uh, from Nigel Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> no responsibility. Each person is entitled to and responsible for their own, his own views. views. <laughs> and not necessarily the views of more than just a podcast, Sean Whetstone or John Boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a joke, people. Come on. <laughs> oh dear. I know only four pre lockdown, but he just slotted in. She's talking about our mate Jeremy. Uh, uh, Jeremy spoke in class today anyway. Will I need to find over two hours again with a podcast? That's another joke that Sean won't know. Uh, two hours again with a podcast because she's kind of busy this week. Uh, you well, won't... we're only at one hour, so no. Yeah, you're Bell. Bell. You're right, Bell. And uh, 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 as always, she's loving the show, and there's four kisses, uh, even though it's only three of us this week. Uh, uh, big friend of the show, Mr. Gravit, Ian. Evening, lads. Why is Sullivan's answer to contractual negotiations like a two-bob mug? Uh, almost fucked up Rice's new contract. Does anyone know how much Nagakia actually wants? He says, just pay the lad. Where well, I disagree. Surround yourself with agents who will mug you off and no scouting system. It don't take a genius. And without revealing, do you know exactly what he asked for? No. I know what the Daily Mail reported. I don't know how much he has asked for. So I mean, the Daily Mail has reported it's 20 million. He wants 20 million? 20,000 uh, pound a week. 20 grand a week. I I know, and I've repeated, I know I don't know the actual figures he's been offered. I know he's been offered a significant rise on his basic. He's been offered a very generous appearance bonus. He's been offered a three-year permanent contract, and he's been offered a 
a right automatic rise on 10 games 15 and 20 that's all i can tell you i just think he's, i just think he's pissed off with the ownership and his and i don't i think nigel's got his point and let's just see where he ends up let's just yeah. see i'm not well, saying he's he's, he's he's already lined up somewhere else he's got his money somewhere else and he might yeah. succeed or he might not. But he's played... Well, exactly. He's played four games, right? The guy is... Uh, and all right, I, I get I get the argument that not everybody's a Reese Oxford, all right? And and it, and I get it... it no, but it that probably, teaches you a lesson. And that, and yeah, that, but and it, that, it probably grates you. Yeah, yeah, but Nigel, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. It probably grates you when, when people like Carlos Sanchez is earning 70 sobs a week, 70 grand a week. And sobs, sobs, and <laughs> and um, Jack Wilshire is earning a hundred grand a week. You know, you go. Well, if you're wasting that much money, right? Why not give the boy take a gamble on the boy? I'll tell you why. Because it, it, you you can't give him too much money too soon. Also, after four games, he's still an apprentice. He's still learning football. Think back, and this is the thing. Too many people for me. Uh, detach football away from how they would behave in real life. If we think back to probably, I don't know about you, Sean, but me and John, when we would have been apprentices, yeah, even once we come out of being an apprenticeship, we're still on low money. You know, yeah, I, I was an I apprentice. Out, I finished my YTS 30 quid for the first year, 50 20, quid for the second. 25 quid for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. So, but then. You know, to, to you know, I remember my next job I went to. Um, I, I got put on 120 quid a week, 1988. I thought that was good money, but you know, everybody else has paid more money than me. But I was that's after I'd finished my two year apprenticeship as a locksmith, but because I was still only uh, 19 at the time and still or 18 at the time and still learning the trade as such. The company that hired me was never going to put me on the same money. Do you know what, though? They did. They gave me the same work as the older locksmiths that I went out and done. And guess what they did? They paid me a bonus and they rewarded me. Within two months, they gave me a £30 a week pay rise because I proved myself. And Gakia has not proved himself. Yeah. And that is You're you're right. He could have another game and and have a bad game and... And all a bit. You're right. In what they've to, done here. To carry on with your sort of like example there, I now have apprentices and yeah. deal with apprentices. And I, I would say a large proportion of the ones that I've had are not like your description of coming out of an apprenticeship or like I would have done or Sean. That they, they kind of right, I'm qualified now, I want that money now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or I've, I've had it. There's I've expectation. It to, yeah, yeah, I've had it said to me before that, right, I've been doing this for two years now. I'm a carpenter now. I've just yeah. passed my driving test. I can drive. I want I want this much a day. Otherwise, I'm off. Yeah. All right. See you later. But, you know, there is a definite change in mindset, Nigel. Yeah. yeah the only thing I will add to that was I was told... <laughs> Uh, uh, that once I've done my apprenticeship, whatever you do, don't stay with that company because they'll never give you the money that you think you're worth. It so, is kind of true. So really. It is true because they offered me £75 a week to stay because I was on 50 quid a week and they thought they, another £25 a week would keep me happy when actually I walked out of them and got £120 a week where all the yeah. other locksmiths were on 180 quid a week. But then you've, then you've, but then you've taken the 
the step of right now I'm on proper money. I'm in the real world and I've got to show myself. Well, now, yeah, you? but it was still less yeah, than the it. going rate though. And I understood yeah. that when I joined, I understood I was as the youngest locksmith for that company. I was going to be the lowest paid, but still expected I mean, to do the work. Back to back to I do think the initial part of this is is internal dispute. I think he's then had his head turned somewhere else and he's off. Yeah, and you know, which would you pay him? We don't know how much he wants, but let's say the um, if he wants 20, Daily Mail are right. If he wanted uh, 20 grand a week, I'd give him 20 grand a week. Yeah, okay, I'd give fair him enough. I'd give him a three-year three deal with 20 grand a week. Okay, all right. See if he develops. But no bonuses then, though. Yeah, just get, I mean, just, yeah, just, I mean, that's what they've given in the past. But but the the word is Ben Johnson might be a, a better right back anyway. So then there's a domino effect, isn't there? And Ben Johnson wants 20 grand and, you know, and Diagana wants 20 grand and Connor Coventry wants 20 grand. Diagana's gone out and proved worth 20 grand. Dan Dan Kemp Kemp wants 20 grand and who else has just come back? Nathan Trott wants 20 grand. Yeah, it will be. Everyone will end up on 20. Anyone over 18 who's done whatever coming out of their terms and whatever will be on 20 grand a week I just told you there's no magic money tree we're broke well, I, that's stupid money for the kids that age it don't, and that's the problem with English I, I just think there's a domino effect if if you start do, if you do it for one you've got to do it for all of them and they did it for one so yeah well, well not only that but Hazabanovich is, is on 15 you, grand you've got to learn your lessons week. John Reese Oxford unfortunately now hinders a youth uh, what goes on yeah. because what will happen is forever now they will look at what they did with Reese Foxford and say not making that mistake again and it may mean we lose out on a good player Nagaki for me is a good player but he can't even get in the Bundesliga can he did he is he played yet this since it restarted coming on as a sub now, I must did admit it. I missed Cologne's game they drew one all with Cologne yesterday Augsburg um so I missed whether he actually played. I quickly have a butcher's. Well, I mean, uh, well, he, he didn't. They've, they've made a, they've made a decision, haven't they? Yeah, and they made a decision. They've drawn a line in the sand. Yeah, his agent. Has said. No he was on the it. bench, but he didn't come on. Bearing in mind, on the bench, Augsburg had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay. That seems anyway, to be the story of it, we're, we're at seventy-one minutes, yeah. which is when John said okay. he's, he's uh, dialing off. So you better carry on. So, <laughs> next up, we have uh, Mr. Stelios Kiriaku. Can you put your power tool down for a second, Ken? Shut up, you. Yeah. I don't mind. Sorry about that. So I'll still put on a bit of jazz for you. All right. Can you? Hear it? No. No. No, because it's boring as shit. <sighs> polluting the airways with that crap. Uh, Stelios Kiriakou says, Hello, Matty Pips. Uh, Super Stel Sunday Army. We've just under two weeks to go before we see the Mighty Hammers back in action. Is Mark Noble the right person to lead the way on the pitch? Or do we have better technical players that start in our remaining nine games? Oh, good question, Stelios. Mark Noble, starts or not... Yeah, I'd start him. I'd start him as well. 
Uh, it's, it's a good point, though, actually, to be fair, because th- it does seem to be we have ev- near enough everyone fit, don't we? We have, yeah. yeah. Apart from, as I mentioned, Ogbonna and um, Cresswell carrying little knots, yeah. So, will Shears fit for this yep. week? We don't know about next week. Maybe starting with Wilshire. Uh, well, you got Rice, Suchek. I know. Anyway, it's a problem in it. Well, <laughs> well, Divering Dave as still likes to call him. That's his problem. Uh, Nagakia, uh, being the first player in the Premier League not to sign a short extension to end this season means his time at West Ham is up. Will this distract the players from staying focused on the job they have to do? I don't think so. No. Uh, or are we making Ngakia more important to our cause than he needs to be? Yes, we are. Yeah. I don't think he's shown. Well, I think, I think Ryan, I don't know about you, but I think Ryan Fredericks gets him in front of him, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. John? Yeah. Does. And he says, finally, how important is the Suchek loan extension to West Ham survival hopes? It could be massive. As as John said earlier, it depends how how well we do. You know, if if Suchek lines one up for, for uh, Jim Bowen, um, super smashing great, um, you know, it was a good bit of transfer business, wasn't it? Well, we, we started to... We started. He looked a good signing, didn't he? Yeah. Bowen, Bowen looked like he was growing into it, and we was starting. And, and to... Fornells as well was having yeah. a, a decent run in the team as well. So we let's just hope we can pick up that. that half pace. decent. So it depends how we come back, doesn't it? Look, I, I think. Look against Wolves. You know, Wolves have had a good season. They're a good side, but I think it evens it up, and I think it's too close to call. You know, the first game back, difficult circumstances. Game could go either way. What's the betting we're the only away team that don't win? (laughs) (laughs) Another weekend of Bundesliga football where I think there was only two home wins. uh, Yeah. In games. And bear in mind, I think they were Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Uh, the top two team says it all. Uh, a, a new listener or name I don't really see a lot, Steve Prosho, uh, says, Evening, chaps. With Michy Batshuayi being linked once more with West Ham, having alleged to turn us down in the past, what's the feeling in the studio? Studio, mate, how long have you been listening? Like we're in the studio. Of him becoming a hammer. Uh, he thinks give him a go. I've said give him a go. What did you say, Sean? So who was this? Batshuayi, yes or no? No. No. John Batshuayi? Mate, if he, Turned if, us down three times. If the deal was there to be had and he wanted to come, I'd give him a go. Yeah, I, I think he's worth a punt. Uh, there you go, Steve. Thanks for thanks for that. Get a like. Uh, Maid Merion, the uh, Welsh wizard of Erefordshire, or whatever it is he's living now, all the country, uh, he's got a question for George. Oh, boy. Oh. He says if he's in attendance. Uh, so, John, the rule is now you have to answer George's question. So, okay. uh, do you think that Sean's scheduling of the podcast recording so often it, that it clashes with your dietary needs is a valid attempt of a coup d'etat of your podcast? 
I think he's he's achieved the coup d'etat. I think he's totally stolen it. To be honest with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be true. There you go. Uh, question for John, if he's in attendance. So you're going to have to answer <laughs> this, John. Uh, if George's answer to my question was yes, <laughs> which it is, by the way, uh, do you think the real reason that the relationship between Sean and Karen with the two R's broke, Dan, is that there can only be one despot in a relationship? Well, yeah, maybe she's seen him for his true colours. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, unfortunately... It ain't as broke as we like to think it was. <laughs> <laughs> the love affair's back on. Pop it on the screen. Uh, question for me. This is uh, Nigel, by the way. Uh, how embarrassing is it that the club can never get things right the first time? For example, families who have season tickets only getting a refund to one account and not to each season ticket holder. He's had no refund yet, but his daughter has mine and hers. But of course, I cannot use her club cash. Yeah. Yep. So the same thing's happened. I'm wondering, Sean, have you wrote a story about this? I haven't, no. Oh, right. Because I'm told by the club it doesn't exist. It's a figment of my imagination. Do you not think that that is newsworthy, considering you thought my fucking Zoom idea was newsworthy? <laughs> yeah, but this is an actual story. Horses for courses. Yeah. It's an actual story. This is an actual than... story that you have first-hand knowledge of that they've caught. Yeah, it actually happened up. to you, and you've had other people telling you the same thing. Yeah. Through the story. Oh. Yeah, no, that's... Uh... That's I a, think a, a valid story point. that you need to run, Sean. Okay, yeah, I agree. Uh, so he says he's been told that he can phone and ask for it to be transferred, but why couldn't they get something which seems so simple right? Because it is simple, Marion. Uh, he's got a question for Len, uh, but he's not here, so you have to well, answer John's this, answer. John. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you think that, as you are now a regular on the podcast, Sean should pay you royalties? I think Sean should should pay me everything. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, and he's got a, a question for you, Sean. Yeah. But you know this because you've just admitted you've already read it. So, as the club has now refunded the Spurs ticket money, what was the rationale in keeping £3,000 of supporters' money, i.e. they only refunded the ticket price and not the £1 per ticket booking price? on the 3,000 tickets. So now Sean is going to blame Ticketmaster. Go. Yeah, I am. So the money, the ticket uh, booking fee, does not go to West Ham. West Ham have never had that money. The the deal with uh, their ticket partner, Ticketmaster, as you've said, is they don't pay Ticketmaster anything. Ticketmaster get the booking fee. Goes directly to Booking Master. uh, Sorry, um, Ticketmaster. Um, and that they they did a service. They sold you the ticket. Now uh, they're not charging you another b- refund fee to process a refund, but it's lost. It went to Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster ain't going to refund it. Same same with the season ticket. The booking fee's lost, um, and it's the same. By the way, when you do club cash and you sell your ticket in um, Ticket Exchange. Ten percent of it goes to Ticketmaster for running the scheme. You might not like the answer, Nigel, but it's the truth. I don't doubt it's the truth. Um, but then West Ham, you know, got into bed with them, didn't they? Um, 
three grand of fans' money is peanuts for the club, don't it? Ziggy Stardust, David Jones, evening all, he says. He's an eternal optimist where West Ham is concerned. Is there such a thing? Come on, Dave, really? And he's feeling optimistic that the break will mean the squad will be back with renewed vigour and we will breeze through to the end of the season. Uh, then again, I'll probably be tearing the air out after the first 10 minutes. If you had to choose between surviving the Premiership with no fans next season or relegation and a full LS, what would it be? So, surviving the Premier League, but there's no fans in the stadium next season, or relegation and a full London stadium, what would it be, Sean? Well, obviously surviving the Premier League, um, and, you know, the fans will come back the following season. What would you take, John? Um... I would take survival in the Premier League, I think. All right. See, me, I'd I'd go down, mate, as long as we can get back to watching football. Uh, I don't need to watch Man United. Well, don't you mean know, to be I, funny, but you didn't turn up a lot this season, Nigel. Uh, I did my fair share, to be fair. <laughs> oh, really? Well, we it ain't my ticket, fault. Uh, right. I, I, I'll here we go. Here it we ain't go. my fault. My daughter books a wedding during the football season, and then the poor child can't even have the bloody wedding now, and she's booked it for July next year. Well, so you're blaming your daughter now that you missed so many games. Well, it was a wedding. Well, I, I will blame, I will put a portion of blame, 50% my daughter, probably more to her, and some to Charlie as well. Because he could have said... What like, was the I last did. game you attended? Come on, be be honest. Southampton. No. Which was when? What month? Southampton. So I missed the Arsenal game. Sean, last season before that, oh, you barely came minute. at all yeah. yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> let's not start pointing fingers. I think I've done right, more games enough. in the London Stadium than you have. Let's put it like that. Let's oh, see. Yeah. It's not uh, a competition. Well, you started it. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, yeah. Steve Lyons uh, says he just wanted to say a big thank you to us for keeping him sane on his postal deliveries through this pandemic. Key worker. And it's greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot, Steve. Dove. We're keeping you sane. God help us all. Uh, well done, Steve. Keep going, well done, mate. Steve. Yeah. Royal Mail. Go Royal Mail. That's it. Against privatisation of the Royal Mail. That's what we should say. Uh, up with the workers, down with the managers. Matthew Kemp. Will Ben Johnson get a chance now that Zabaleta's leaving soon? And Fredericks merely looks like a squad player with Ngakia seeking a 20 grand salary elsewhere. He said, from what he's heard, we rate Johnson more than Ngakia. I don't get yeah. this, where people are putting Ngakia in front of Fredericks. No, me neither. Um, I know there's a sort of people that don't like um, Fredericks. Um, I don't get that. Um and I'm, look, I, I don't think Ben Johnson's proved himself either, you know. Uh, it, no, it's hasn't. true. Uh, Not after the Olympics, know. mate, I tell you. Um, I want him to we spoke it. to um, Terry Wesley, who's now in... Someone's phone is buzzing all the way through this. Uh, spoke to Terry Wesley, who's out in um, uh, France. And he, he, he put Ben Johnson ahead of Ngakia. Um But no, neither of the, you know, finished article. All right, there you go. Nick Harvey, evening, gents. 
He says, are we in for an hour mm-hmm. with John and George or have we got a three-hour marathon? Somewhere in between. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in between. <laughs> uh, Nick, like me, liked the fake crowd noise in the Bundesliga games at the weekend. It gave the games some atmosphere. I agree, Nicholas. It did. Uh, we will hit the ground running as the season restarts. Or will we hit the ground running as the season restarts? Or will we look like a team that's never been played together? What I will counter is our best form of the season was the first four or five games. And then it all fell apart. So that's what I'm hoping for. It'd be nice if they come out. And... Yeah. <laughs> Which West Ham out. will turn up? Look, yeah. we've been West Ham fans long enough to know that you can't call it. You can't call which West Ham will turn up on the 20th of The beauty June. of West Ham is what I call that. And that is what keeps <laughs> us going back. Because let's yeah. face it, if we went every week expecting to win like Man United and all them other crap teams, it'd we'd be boring, be boring wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Nicholas carries on. He's expecting a story soon on Claret and Spew explaining how little cash is in the bank. Can you confirm this is on the way? I think he's done it. I have done it, yeah. But I'm sure on a slow news day, you'll regurgitate. Do you know what? And and, and I I don't know how we get this confirmed. And this is a little conspiracy theory. You you know how there was a rights issue of putting 30 million into the club? Yeah. And that was supposed to happen in May. Yeah. You're saying it ain't happened? I'm just saying it's, it's interesting. There's been nothing filed with Companies House. That's all I'm saying. All right. It's, just, it's an observation point. So are you saying they talk the talk but ain't walk the walk? I'm just saying it's interesting. I haven't seen anything filed at Company's House. Well, there's another story. When you do the story about the club cash and stuff, you can do that one as well. Yeah. Well, I haven't got any proof. I'm just saying it's interesting. Well, you could just. Oh, you when do you ever need proof? All you got to do, yeah, I can knock you up a story. Uh, a couple of months ago, West Ham announced blah, blah, blah. Even though we'd like to point out at this moment in time, according to the company's house, there's been no official announcement of their rice issue. And then you can put why they have to put that in company's house when that would happen. And then it explains to people and leave it up to people to make their own minds up. I could see the phone ringing as I speak. Take it down. Because that never happened. Do you think I'm on the wrong... Angle on my company's house announcement thing. I would do that piece. I would do that alongside with do you. Do I think you're on the thing. wrong angle? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, do you think I'm I'm uh, reading too much in to no announcement on company's house? Well, no, because when you when you do something like that, so basically you're creating more shares in the company that has to yeah. be announced. It's a, it does. So therefore, if it's not been announced, I don't know what the time frame is though. To be fair to them, what is the time frame? Which really I should know as a director of a limited company, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look I'm, into uh, this yeah, one. Me too. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be irresponsible <laughs> and just rush out as a, station, a sensational story. Yeah, because you'd never do so. that and rush out a story, <laughs> would you? Of course not. Oh, uh, dear. Zoomgate. Zoomgate. Anyway, we've done yet. No, we've got yeah, about go three or four left. Uh, He he can't see us doing much in transfers. He thinks we should get rid of Maserati, Reed, Creswell, Wilshire, Yarmolenko, Lanzini and the Jetty. Uh, It's more than a few, he says. Uh, And we don't think we'll be spending much, uh, maybe a few, or get some free transfers, youngsters, from the fizzy pop who won't cost a lot. Uh, 
who would you guys take from the championship? I don't know nothing about this QPR bloke who Sean swears. Danny Brian. Loader. Yeah. Danny Loader. Danny Loader, because he's a freeloader. Hey. He's free, isn't he? Yeah. Right, be a freeloader. All right. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's very funny. I come here Hang every on. week, people. Um, uh, and finally, Sean, as his beloved Baroness reduced her hours as a result of the 30% pay cut, or is she still working two days a week? She's working a lot harder, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. She's, yeah. she's move, working. Move on, Nigel. Yeah. Uh, she, she's no, I won't say. That. Uh, I thought bookings would be done with social distancing, but anyway, uh, it, all right, my ansoms, it'd be Richard Dodds, uh, the the uh, village. <clears throat> Your podcast lengths are a bit like corona figures, coronavirus figures, it says every day, gradually coming down over time. <laughs> uh, do you think it's time to give Jordan Ugil a chance he says he's scoring regularly if you call 11 goals regular Dodds I don't uh, in the championship and was never given a chance with us uh, as you live closer than me is it true they're building a fence around the stadium to keep fans out yes it is true uh, Sean is it true we have problems with injuries in defence yes so what? So they're putting the fence up, and the fence is injured. No, in defence. Is there injuries uh, in defence? Talk- uh, okay, I'm gonna ignore this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had enough. Anyway, he also goes on to mention a great person. He never got to meet Dennis Lapine of Ormond Church coach fame, but it was moving to see how sad his passing away tended, uh, trended due to West Ham fans' love for him. Do you have a story or memory of Dennis? Reference Super 6, Nigel. Just give up and stop pretending you're a German football expert when Sean is beating you. Uh, very I'm true. second in the league, by the way. Yeah. I'm sure you know that. Second uh, in the league. I mean, personally, I only met Dennis a couple of times. Used his coach a couple of times. That, that's about it. Um, but never... All the people I know that knew him well, a few people that I spoke to, no one has got a bad word to say about him. And some of the stuff I've seen, um, he, he worked for the club at time, you know, and it was like his, he said it was like his dream job. So, you know, he was West Ham and everywhere Dennis went, apparently everybody knew he was like a West Ham fan. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a sad Sad yeah. story, you know. I, I never met him, but I heard a lot about him. Um, as you say, he was uh, the academy driver who used to drive all the, you know, the kids backwards and forwards, including Declan Rice, who obviously had his own personal tribute. Um, Josh Cullen as well. Um, you know, he's a big collector. I understand and um, worked for the club. I don't know why he left the club. He obviously founded uh, Horn Church coaches and, and did the away and so everybody on the away you know who went away knew him and knew of him um and i know the club you know sent a card and and, and flowers and you know um will plan a tribute to him when this is all over so it's it it's uh it's very sad i mean it, it 
from what I could see, was it, it'd been going games. I, I've got a newspaper clipping from the new recorder. I think it was 1981 after the Castilla game. He was out there. He was young, but apparently in the in the like in the mid 70s, he, he he went out to Finland mm. and and did away games there when he would have been like 13, 14 years of age. So I mean that is you know proper. He was he was also involved with um at the end in in the Hammers United as well. He was on their committee. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he'll be a, a greatly missed uh, member of the West Ham fan base. That's probably the best way to to put it. Um, oh, I just lost my place now. Sorry about that. Uh, John Hunt says, "Evening, lads. Do any of you have faith that Divering Dave will keep us up? Really hope he does, but he's a dinosaur and he thinks we're doomed." Divering Dave, it will be interesting how he makes five substitutes. He does diver over substitutes, so that's one thing I thought. Oh God, I don't mind five you know, substitutes. to make three. Yeah, but no? I, I think two should be from your academy, so you would have to play like under twenty. Well, no. Rule Rule nine R nineteen or whatever it's called was was reinforced last Thursday to say Premier League must field their most strongest team and any break of this rule will be severely punished. I don't know how you prove that people are not fielding their strongest no, team. No, but if you're bringing on five subs, if two of them are out of your academy. You don't have to bring them on, do you? But if you was gonna Anyway, moving on. Right, Alan Woodhouse says, one for you guys, aside from your own, which West Ham podcast YouTube channels do you enjoy watching or listening to your most? I've mentioned mine earlier. My guilty pleasure is Price of Football uh, by Kieran Maguire. All right, it Um, does say West Ham podcast. All right, Um, I like the the most recent one that I publicised, the one with um, Chris Gull, um, Carlton Cole and Marlon Harewood. <laughs> yep. I find that one got, really they funny. They've got Emil Wesky this week. Oh, have you listened to that, John? No, I haven't. To be honest, it, I'll stop listening to West Ham podcasts after KUMB. Actually, finished. this is not a West Ham podcast as such, and it's done by the same bloke who did the KUMB podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 did the um, I watched the playoff final where they did the commentary. Yeah, him and Carlton Cole. Watch that on YouTube. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's no, quite funny. It's isn't it I'll the list... Footballer's Guide to Football yeah. or something? Yes. Yeah. I just listen to other general. I listen to Scroobius Pips podcast, Distraction Pieces, which he has good people on and things like that. Oh, right. Me, I, I, I watch. <laughs> you know, I watch Amos Chat videos now and again. Uh, Iron United, I do watch. Um, Sunday nights, pretty good. Still, yeah, I, I watch a bit of Gonzo stuff on there as well. Yeah. I watch some of that. Um, I'd, American West Ham podcast when they can be bothered. Uh, funny enough, I like to listen to them. Uh, that's that's about it, really. To be fair, West Ham wise, uh, Gary Prince, evening, gents. With this season not finishing until late July, any idea of changes to next season to get it all finished before the Euros? So your mate, Sean, says, um, so when is the Euros next year? Is it June? Yeah. 
June 2021, yeah. What was the question? So, when do we know when next season will start and when it will finish? Well, that's why they're hoping to start it in the last uh, week of uh, August um, or first week of September. So, it ends on the 26th of July. Uh, a short break, starts again end of August, beginning of September. They're probably going to cut down the number of international friendlies to catch up, so not as many breaks. And they could reduce some of the um, cup competitions as well to try and, again, sort of free up a little bit of the Are they going to finish the Champions League out of curiosity? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, are. They are. Yeah. All right. Okay, last up then is a big friend of the show, Scott Crosland, who says, with the news that Ken's is closing its doors, hot on the heels of the Vic not renewing its lease, do you think that the old school West Ham vibe will die away with the slow eradication of the manor? And also, what's your favourite memory of any one of those old pre-match places? I don't mind going first. Look, um, John, I hope you'll agree with this. I mean, we had some good times at at, at the Black Lion. Uh, we had some right good celebrations after really good wins and in that beer garden getting absolutely pissed. But equally, we had some good times at the Vic, particularly the Scar Nights. Uh, a few Scar Nights we'd go down, including the last day at the Bolin. Um but they're two, you know, you've you've mentioned the Vic. The, the Vic, we had some good times in. The Black Line, we had a good times in. Um, and before that, the Green Gate, the Castle, you know. You know, it's, it's Albert, all, all part of was still about. And the Albert, we used to get, when they used to do the roast potatoes. The oh, the roast play. potatoes. The roast Kids potatoes. Kids used to go out the front playing football yeah. and we'd be in there, eat, you know. Playing football, you know, kids playing football in the, in the back Black Line, you know, garden. It's It's all part of the... The history, isn't it, that that is is long gone, you know. Black Lion's still there, though. Yeah, but it's only a short bus ride. Play no, but there. it's only a short bus ride. I know that, but it's it's out of mind now. It's it's you know people ain't going to go there, and it's not going to be the same. Empty what? shell. Well, it's an empty shell because people don't go there. If people went back there, yeah, it I wouldn't know. be the empty shell, would it? It's up to the people to do it. But anyway. Listen, the old school West Ham vibe was always going to die. Uh, these businesses will, will probably, at some point, even with Ken's calf, some point it would have to change. The area was changing. The pubs were going before West Ham left. Let's get this right. Yeah, they were. Yeah? The, the, when you, you, you go to Castle and the Green Gate, they went years before West Ham left because yeah. of the... the yeah, you know, the, they did. The, the yeah, area the changing yeah, yeah. I, I ethnicity yeah. of the area. Well, yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to use it like that, but the, the, the makeup of the area uh, changed. Um, you know, I, I better leave it there. Yeah, because <laughs> I think we got another role. And that so ended, that's it. Yeah, so it does end this this week's Facebook question time. Thanks so, to everyone that took part. Uh, where are you in the Super 6, quickly? I won't oh, do the top 10, although you know I'm 50th, second. I'm 50th. 50th. I think I'm 32nd. 
And the, do you know the funny thing is, if Bundesliga. you hadn't told me that Super Six had restarted, I probably on uh, on the German league, I probably wouldn't have redone it. Oh no! But I looked at what you'd done the other day. I thought I'd gone to his away wins and one nils, and that last result, Wolfsburg one nil, and I thought, fucking, where the Bremen had a big win the other day. I thought they've got to get a point against Wolfsburg. No. I've got to score 14 points. Oh, no. Anyway, predictions. Because uh, I can hear John already going, oh my God, we're at 1 hour 41. Predictions. Let, let's do an early prediction West Ham against Wolves, John. Uh, draw. What? What kind of draw? 0 0? 1 0. 1 1. Right. 1 1. Nigel. Lowe's. 2 0. What, what reckon I'll go for? 1 0 win. 1 0 win. Thank you very much. Good night. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Oh, sorry. I fell asleep, mate. It's been going on. Yeah. Trying to keep John here as long as possible. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.